0: Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am also a Wall Street alum and a LinkedIn top voice on racial equity. And I'm here with my co host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D.
1: I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, and a mom. My superpower is storytelling.
0: And Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips that you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive wherever it is that you are. And so Mita, what are we talking about today?
1: All right, D, are you ready? Pull up. Are you ready? This is a good episode. Okay. They're all good. But this one, D, what to do when your boss hates you? What to do when your boss hates you? And uh, I'm laughing because I've had uh, some bosses love me and some bosses hate me, as you all know. In listening to our podcast. But this is, again, an episode we want to talk about because D and I have been reached out to by many of you who have said, hey, would you please talk about this episode? So here we are today, what to do when your boss hates you.
0: So I want to put this on the agenda today after you tell your story. I think two things I want to really talk about, and that's one, is it really hate or is it something else? Because, And I really just thought about this that's code. That's code from some, for something else. So there's one part to this conversation that, you know, it's not really hate. That's code for something else. And then the other aspect that we want to add to our talk today is, do you need to like your boss? Does your boss need to like you? So there you go. So what's your story? Because your stories made me remember that piece. Like, like this was just like an episode in season four.
1: Yes, we talked about this. So as you all know, I've had some bosses who didn't like me. I didn't like hate is kind of a strong word, but we'll go with that. So um, once upon a time, D, early in my career, I had a boss um, and this boss, the devil did not wear Prada, but she certainly wore Chanel. She wore (laughs) Chanel in a lot of it. And I had to run one time six blocks. You know, y'all, if you ever come to New York City, the blocks can be long. Six blocks to deliver her Chanel shoes to her for a presentation. She one time said something to me like, oh, we don't do what you people do back in India. What? This was a white woman. Shut we don't, up.
0: We, we did not say like, that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then she actually threw something at me and a colleague, yeah. which I forgotten until my husband reminded me recently saying, don't you remember, oh yeah, that woman, the one who threw something at you? I was like, what? I was like, oh God, I buried that back. So this woman, again, in my sort of story of bad bosses, terrible boss, and she hated me. And I, oh, can I use the word hate? I hate the word hate, but we had a strong dislike for each other.
0: Mita, this is a story you would never told me this story. Well, now, Cybar. Now we have a rule that no more stories on the phone. We save them for the show now. So everybody if you're listening, we know we still talk, but we never all of our juicy stories, we save them for the show. Okay, let's come back. You had to walk to deliver the shoes? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, for her presentation. I was running cuz she was yelling at me on the phone. You saw that shit. movie. Mita, you saw shoes. this.
0: This was totally Devil Wears Prada.
1: Yeah, but she wore Chanel. She didn't wear Prada. She wore a lot of Chanel. <laughs>
0: So, D, this boss
1: who did identify as a white woman, she had 14 people on her team. That entire team turned over, and then they forced me to go work for her. I wasn't given a choice. They asked me to go rotate for her, and this is the first time I was really brave at work, and I said I didn't want to work for her, and it caused a whole upheaval. But they made me move over, because I had sort of set my eyes on, like, another rotation, another brand, but this was back in my marketing days. And so I was forced to go work for her. I remember saying to the HR woman, your team's going to turn over again. D, the entire team turned over again within another year. So this woman had twice this team turned over and I was one of the people who left. But she was, I mean... Oh God, strong dislike both ways. And I don't know why she didn't like me, but I'm sure I didn't help. You know, when relationships, I'll take accountability. When relationships start to go down, I say that spiral, the death spiral Mm -hmm. is hard when you're both, we both start contributing, right? And not showing up the way you want to.
0: Wow, that's so unfortunate. And you know, I'm thinking about when there is dislike. I'm thinking about, where that comes from or what that could be. And so there's one aspect of it's okay for folks not to be your flavor, right? I like to say it that way. Like people who don't may, may not like you. It's like let's just say like it, yeah, we just that's just not necessarily my my choice of ice cream, let's just say. I like to, you know, um that that's one aspect. And that's okay. And then there is another You know, I think it's more not liking because there's intimidation and discomfort. And then there's a third level. And this is more personal. I find people who have issues with hate or let's just say dislike, they don't like themselves. There's deeper issues there. Mm, yes. What do we say? Say hurt out people your amen. People. Listen, say out your amen yeah. podcast. Listen, BTT Nation, say out your amen. I think it is easier. It is easier to like and I use the word love, love people. Even if I don't know people, if I genuinely love like myself, I love like life, I love like people, right? I, I, I find that people in that space are more forgiving but in my coaching days when there is levels of hate or dislike it's one of 3 and then, you know, the therapist in me wants to say, and we can go deeper. There's probably a four-fifth level or fourth or fifth possibility, but it's typically not liking themselves. And for this woman to have strong levels of hate, let's just say hate on a continuum, like if it's, it's to the point of throwing things at people, right, that's behaving badly
1: Yeah. And, you know, kind of
0: the the stereotype of
1: uh, the beauty industry, right? Unfortunately, which is not always true. That stereotypes, as we know, are not always true and generally aren't true. But, you know, it goes back to sort of the conversation of like what to do when your boss hates you. And I think what you're saying, okay, like why would they hate you? Why would they hate me? Okay. So as a woman of color, let's say the boss is a white man or a white woman, they might hate me because... Well, I think one, the most deepest thing is that they're hurt. And so hurt people hurt people. And so they are projecting their own issues onto you. I think there could be a piece of they are threatened by you, right? They are thinking like, who is this person to think she knows more than me or that she's taking up too much space or she's getting too much spotlight or limelight. Like all of those things might be coming. And then I think the other piece, which you'll see happen more and more is like, I don't align with that person's values. She's always making it about race, always making it about this or that issue, right? Like something else happened in the news and now she's upset that we're not talking about it, right? So those are, I think, some of the areas I see from my work and my career where you start to have like seeds of discomfort, disagreement, angst. And then they start to grow into, unfortunately, I hate the word hate, but like extreme dislike. And to the point where I've been in like, people can't be in rooms together. Like it's gotten so bad, right? That you could cut the tension. You can cut the tension with a knife.
0: And you know what? And I think that last piece about individuals not being able to be in the same room. I think that's a very real thing when you have opposing views, particularly in business, right? You talked about like values. The come from is where we may not align in terms of values, but I do think it's real in the workplace where two people who it may be difficult for them to be in the same room because they really are at odds over a particular thing as it pertains to business. Um, but I do think, right, free game as leaders and high performers, if you want to do well in, um, in your career, in business, in life, a real skill is being able to get beyond a personal emotion about a person, something that's attached, like, like hate or dislike and strong dislike. High-level leaders, they're so self-aware and they they so work on themselves that they are able to move beyond that. They're able to work with people who they may not necessarily agree with. That's That's next level.
1: D, you coached me because I'm next level. I'm there. I'm there. But you know, I because I come from the school of D.C. Marshall. But I think one of the hardest jobs about leadership is hearing things that you don't agree with, hearing things that you didn't expect someone to say, right? And that's going to happen all day long. I've worked with a lot of people in my career not necessarily people that I might socialize with afterwards. Some some people, yeah, some of my best, like you and I had a business relationship and we've become close friends. It doesn't always work out that way. And that's okay too, because I think about in the time we spend together, how can we make impact, right? We're here to make impact. We're here to make impact. We have a goal. Let's rally around that. I can respect you. We don't have to be friends, right? I think that there's a difference there.
0: Well, you mentioned the point about people who you may not agree with. And I remembered a principle that really speaks to this point, and it comes from Ray Dalio. And Ray Dalio tells a a beautiful story of his career. He's an extremely successful businessman, but he tells a story about a big failure. And then he talks about how he course-corrected a big failure that had to do with a blind spot, being really cocky, big ego, blind spot. And his course correction was to get in a conversation and to get in conversations with people who disagree. So because you st- you mentioned that, Mita, I wanted to bring that yes. back in terms of uh, for leaders, it's sometimes difficult or challenging to be in conversation or to be in partnership or relationship with colleagues who disagree. Ray Dalio would say, that mm. is how, in my yeah. words, up- that's how you up-level is you need to be in rooms and conversations with opposing thinkers. And when you are hearing people who are opposing thinkers, it stretches and and it expands you. And so... When people are on the opposite side of where, of your value, your thoughts, you don't necessarily need to hate. Like that's not the emotion, but your next level is to hear and to allow it to challenge and to stretch you. And so that's a leadership development moment. That's a high performance hack right there.
1: That's free game. Free game from DC Marshall. Free game. There you go. So, okay. I'm showing up as the client you could never get rid of. Here I am again, Coach D. Here's what I'm going to ask you what do you do when your boss hates you? So we've identified what that can show up and why that happens. But here's the thing. I'm going through the story of my career to date, and I will tell you, not what people want to hear, the times where I felt like my boss really disliked me and I couldn't get over changing the narrative, the perception of how I was at work or the impact I was making, as we talked about in a previous episode, I had to leave. I had to leave. And so I can think about not a lot, but two or three times in my career where I actually left because of this situation. I think two, right? There were other times I left because I got a call for a big promotion, more money, changed industries, et cetera, et cetera. But like, what do you realistically do, D, in this situation? Your boss dislikes you.
0: Yep. I think if you can leave, if you've decided that this is the point of no return, as you mentioned, there is the option to leave. But let me give some additional thoughts. If you cannot leave, I think the question becomes, first, you ask yourself, how do you know he, she, they, them don't like you? So it's first processing, how do you know? And then second, uh, it's a Stephen Covey principle, is seek first to understand. Ask the question. Ask the question, schedule a meeting, schedule a conversation to talk about this very thing.
1: What do you mean, ask the question? You don't like me?
0: Yeah, so I wanted to have this conversation because I want to get a better understanding of how we can better work together, how we can better partner and so that's where you're having the conversation. And don't make any assumption. Yes, let me clarify this for those listening.
1: We're not walking in to say, Dee, do you not like me? Can we have that conversation?
0: No, you're not. No, you're scheduling a meeting and saying, you know what, I just really want to level set our relationship here and the work that we do together to make sure that we are both, you know, in a mutually beneficial or win-win, whatever that language might be. And ask the question, you know, how do you feel about our our work and the work that we're doing? You know, talk about the work and then what's your comfort level in terms of our working together, us working together. You want to have soft conversation and not make any assumptions and then ask, and then how do you feel? What, what are your thoughts about me in terms of, you know, the performance here, how we work together, what's working, what isn't? You want to keep it there and, and it's all going to come out in the conversation. So does that Mm. make sense that it is a very specific conversation? It is to talk about the work. It is to talk about the relationship. You know, what do you think is working well? What doesn't work well? How do we improve our working relationship?
1: Those things all make sense. I love that. How do we improve our working relationship? That's a powerful question.
0: Do you see the nuances in that? In the question though, it's like, not like, how do you feel about me? How do you feel about our working relationship? How do you feel about... us? Because it's dangerous to ask, how do you feel about me? No,
1: you can't. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Beret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. One of the stories I want to bring up that relates to this and would love your thoughts is that, you know, in a really terrible, toxic bullying relationship I was in for too long, I actually really liked the company, but it was a situation where I could no longer stay working for this boss who was out to get me, hated me, thought I was a threat, all of those things. And not many people know this story, but before I was about to leave, I was offered a really high-level, high-power job at that company. Another leader was willing to have me come over, right? Because this individual, she knew what had been happening. So that is like another sort of angle When you're in this relationship of strong dislike with your boss, your boss dislikes you, how can you find allies to pull you into another part of the organization? But here's the thing, I didn't stay. Because this person had so much power in the organization, I knew he would still make my life miserable if I moved to this other big job. I just needed a clean start. I needed to leave and go somewhere else. But that also made me really sad because I was like, oh, I could have done this. But I knew it just wouldn't work out.
0: Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And I do think when your boss does not like you, you do have the option to explore other opportunities inside the company, inside the corporation. You do have the option to decide to leave if that's not an option to go someplace else. And then the company doesn't value or align with your values or if you don't feel safe and then, of course, the third is the obvious, have conversations, So, Because I will say this, often having a direct conversation, you know, you could realize some improvements in having a conversation, having clear, you know, communication and just getting to know people better. And then there is the low-key checking, folks. Like, when you have a conversation, it's a low-key check. It really yeah, is. yeah. It's, it's in, a, in a respectful, professional way. You know what it is? It's a low-key check in a respectful, professional way to have a very direct conversation about how do we improve our working relationship and what we do and asking for insight. Insight versus feedback. Two different conversations. Feedback is allowing people to evaluate, al- allowing people to evaluate you versus insight, um, inquiring about your thoughts. Not you. You don't get to evaluate me. And that's in some conversations.
1: Listen, I sort of now lead my life and my career thinking this. Unfortunately, all good things come to an end. All bad things come to an end. All things come to an end. Like there's a season, as you would say. And so especially when I started my career in marketing and for anyone who's starting their career, we have a lot of people, junior, mid-level, senior. This is for everyone and anyone who's looking for how to go from surviving to thriving in their workplaces is that when I would do these rotations... And let's say I was working with X manager. It was a year and a half. It's a year and a half. Take what I can take and then go to the next rotation, right? And so I think when you're more junior in a rotational program, reminding yourself, there are things that you can learn from these experiences and that you will then move on to work for another boss. Now, I think it's really difficult when you're more senior in your career and these things Mm -hmm. happen. If you are in the C-suite and the CEO hates you, that's a problem, right? I think there's different sort of levels, like as you're going through your career, when this starts to really, could really torpedo your career or you have to make a change. And then, you know, it's interesting, Dee, and you taught me this too. It's like, now when I take a job, I think about where's this job gonna lead me? My dad used to always say this. Every job is a stepping stone to something else. This job you're meant to do because it's going to take you somewhere else. So if you also have the long view on that, have a difficult relationship, don't really like my boss, it's okay, because what am I meant to do next? What is this a launch pad for? Rather than, for me, being so miserable in that moment of like, I have to work for this person, oh God, you know. And it's like, okay, no, let me just flip it to say, what can I get out of this to help build my career? And then the other thing is like, the other thing we've talked about on this podcast is don't tie your fortunes to one person. Oh my God, if there's one piece of advice... People could listen, I thought that this boss who didn't like me was responsible for my future and they're not. And oh, by the way, here's the thing, I, the secret I uncovered, Dee, is if they didn't like me, they likely were also not well-liked in the organization, right? Like if they were coming after me and they were targeting me, most of these individuals, unfortunately, they also didn't have much social and political capital in some cases.
0: That's good. That is so Oof. good. You know, well, I, I will shift uh, over to the allies, uh, advocates, yes. and, the, and the champions. And I think the takeaway here is you don't have the right to like dislike as a leader. You you don't. Mm. Um, and and think about it from the perspective of who you want to be as a leader. What what you want to be known for? Do you want to be part of the of the solution in terms of creating? an inclusive culture or a place where people feel welcome, they feel seen, heard, respected, and valued. So that whole idea of being a leader a high level leader and disliking is not what you want you don't want it from mm. you don't want the, you don't want the smoke yes. because what it does is now there are so many great leaders you know amazing people running big brands amazing people not quite there yet i mean so mm-hmm. now the polarization of You're a leader who don't like folks like, yeah, you're not really a leader. So it's a new, Mm. it's a new standard. It's becoming, I should say it's becoming, it's becoming the standard and the baseline. So more bad behavior that's being called out, what it's sending is a signal and a sign that you're, you're not the leader. Now, does it, does it happen and does it exist? Yes. But I really just want to make sure that that's now the opportunity for, for leaders here that and it comes back down to that that self-reflection, the processing, you know, who you are, how you're mm-hmm. showing up, yeah. who you want to be and all of the ways that you might be threatened.
1: Yeah, that's so important. We talked about this in an earlier podcast episode, God D, we've had so many conversations. This is like I'm just so grateful to do this podcast with you, but I go back through so many of our seasons and topics we've talked about, which is, you know, what to do when you're labeled a poor performer. And I think this is a watch out for leaders and allies that I've seen this happen too many times. Mita's not performing. Maybe she is performing, but I'm just going to paint that narrative and I'm going to get it to stick in the organization. And then this like strong dislike starts to really build and the tension. And you know, that's where it's like, listen, everybody is meant to do something. If I'm not meant to be on your team and do this now, have the adult conversation and say, Mita, I don't know if this is working out. How do you feel about our working relationship? Are you enjoying the work? Let's review your past projects. And you know, Mita might just have a sigh of relief and say, you know what, Dee? this isn't working out. You're right. And I feel like there's that level of professional maturity because I've seen bosses start to hate their teams and their employees when they're labeled a poor performer right? And it's just terrible. And it's soul crushing. And sometimes, you know, you are a poor performer, meaning in that role, you're not performing up to expectations because it's a misalignment. And other times you've just been deemed that because another podcast episode for another time, but the professional standards around what is acceptable and not acceptable in the workplace and and how people are held to different standards.
0: Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot, you know, I remember, so before we go to the tips, I remember yeah. a story when I was in corporate. So before I started at the company, I worked in financial services and I do remember I did have a boss who wasn't even my boss. She was like a matrix reporting. She didn't even have any direct reports. She's a freaking VP, independent contributor, white woman, had the audacity to not like me. Actually, she was just really difficult. And I think I made up the story in my head that she didn't like me. yeah. But can I tell you, it was an opportunity for growth, and mm. I think it really launched me into uh, human development, learning and development, leadership development, yeah. because it was a wonderful opportunity of you know how to how to survive and thrive when your boss does not like you, and it again it was a matrix reporting, and what I realized is it was an opportunity for me to learn how to work with different leadership styles, write that down, somebody, different personality styles, right? Because sometimes, and I'm not making excuses, is it their personality and or their leadership style, or do we know they really don't like you, right? Mm -hmm. We don't really Mm -hmm. know. And so I made it my business to figure out how do I change? And it was the greatest leadership lesson or one of the greatest professional development opportunities for me and learning how to work with different people. And lo and behold, I think I've told the story before, it was less than a year I received a President's Award from that company. It was financial services. Ooh. So that's a big to-do. Oh, that's a big to-do. That's a big to-do. And how did I get this President's Award? Lo and behold, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy! yes! <laughs> the independent VP Nancy Nancy gave me the award tell at, yeah, at my that. boss Meanwhile my boss is sitting over there and not doing anything but she's the sweet lady but Nancy is up leveling I got a president's award from the woman who I thought hated me. Listen, we all need a Nancy in our life. You all need a Nancy. For the Nancy's. It was a big deal. It's the recognition and the check. And sidebar, that's when you know those are receipts, right? For allies, yes. advocates, DNI champions, and majority is when you not only amplify, but you find opportunities to really celebrate publicly. And that was a celebration publicly. You have to submit an application. It's you get that little big, that big thing that sits on your desk and you get a check. I got a check from the company. I just remembered that story, Mita. And there Nancy, you go. And here, I, here it is. Nancy. I Nancy. Love it. I thought the boss I thought my that matrix reporting sidebar. Let's cancel all that matrix reporting. Cancel that. Who do we speak to? That's another to? podcast Your episode. Management. Who, Dear who, management, yes. cancel this matrix reporting. It's too much. Like so canceled. many things. Canceled. And I think we need to come back on another episode. That'll be season five of all the things at work and in corporate that need to be canceled. It's canceled. Ooh, I love that. Like we no, no longer doing I love that too. Matrix oh. reporting, rotations. Do we still need rotations? Lateral,
1: lateral, lateral moves. Lateral. Canceled. canceled
0: advisory pick your brain Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a whole show on what's canceled at corporate canceled
1: message us message us for your ideas that's great i love that all right well i think we have ideas for like 10 more conversations we want to have that sparked from the what to do when your boss hates you conversation so we're going to start with the tips d you drop some gems as you always do in our conversation help us with
0: number one and number two please Number one is self reflect. And you can use the story that I shared. While there are many instances where your boss may not like you, you also have to ask the question, am I projecting? Is this something else? Or am I, is this an area of uh, development for me? And so self reflect, think about, is this an opportunity to learn how to work with a unique or different leadership style or different personality style? Let's just say. And then number two, have the conversation. Have a conversation and it's with the purpose and the intent to improve the working relationship. And some of the questions that you want to ask in the conversation is how can we improve our working relationship or how do we do what we're doing better or where can we improve in our working relationship for mutually beneficial outcomes or so that we can win together? And so Mita, number three. Number
1: three, we talked about this. If you have tried to find allies, career sponsors. Sidebar, go listen to that. Podcast conversation from another season. If you've done your best to try to move to another part of the organization, and this situation is just no longer tenable, it's time to vote with your feet. It's time to move on. And that is for your career and for your own well-being. That sometimes we have to make that decision. Well, Dee, this was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much. It's such a blessing to do this Brown Table Talk podcast with you. Thank you all for being here. If you love what we had to say, please leave a review, share it with your friends and colleagues and someone who could use this conversation and community today. And Dee and I will see you next time.
0: Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.